Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. There's a story we covered earlier last week where a black woman who was driving for Uber was allegedly assaulted by a white male passenger. She attempted to explain to the police what happened. It seemed as if they did not want to do their jobs. We got involved, we reported on it. Some things seem to be moving in the right direction while other things are not. Let me remind you of the incident. Here it is. Miss Desiree Keys, former Uber driver now, still very talented musician, went on social media to explain her plight. Well, guess what? That got my attention. My team started to look into this, started to ask questions with the police department and send emails to inquire as to the investigation. After we got involved, roughly 24 hours later, the police all of a sudden opened up. An investigation. We have Miss Keys with us today on the bullpen. Good day, welcome. Hello, how are you doing, Mr. Richard? I'm doing well. Thank you for being on the show. Sorry, it is under these circumstances. What I would like you to do, Desiree, is give us, in your words, what happened that night. Okay. Do you want when it happened on the bridge or do you want when I first pick up this passenger? I, I want to know what happened inside of the vehicle that led to you saying you, you have to get out of my car now. Okay, so it was around 2.51 when I got his call, Nico, the Uber passenger. Um, it never said it was a guest rider, so it never said I was picking up someone different. It said I was actually picking up Nico. Okay. So it said I was only gonna take about nine to 10 minutes to get to him. Um, I pulled up to the address and he was standing outside with a few other men in a van in front of the address where I was supposed to pick him up at. And he gave you know light hugs or whatever. And he came to the car with uh, Tim Hortons cup. And I thought, okay, maybe these guys working on something, who knows? And he had an Ohio license plates in a Highland Park. Soon as he got in the car, the first thing he says to me is, hey, this is a nice car. And I said, thank you, I appreciate it. Before I can even say anything else to him, I turned down the radio so we can make conversation because I thought that he was the talk of the first. He says, how do you afford this car? And I was gonna tell him it's an Uber program. You know, That's what they do to give you Teslas to drive for people to have comfort. He says, cause I know you can't afford this. From anything else, you got drugs? Do you have drugs on you? I said, drugs? Why would I have drugs on me and I'm driving? He says, cuz, you know, if you were black, you have drugs on you, you know, and that's the only way you can afford this car. So I'm like, wow. So I stopped the vehicle. I was only two blocks away from where I picked him up. And I turned on the dome lights in the Tesla 
I took down my mask and I turned all the way around. And I said, I was about to say, would you say that to anybody else? You know, but he stopped me from saying anything. And he says, wow, you are black. And he had a smirk on his face. And I said, yeah, I am black. I said, would you would have said that to any other race? He said, yeah, duh. And I said, wow. I said, listen, I unlocked the doors. I said, you can get out right here, Mr. Nico, because I don't condone the disrespect or racial profiling me. You called me a man and I just told you I was a woman too many times. I can't really go in detail of you know conversations, but it was very light. But it was two times where I had to correct him because I had my beanie on. I have my beanie on. This is the jacket that I always wear. Mm-hmm. So I said, you can get out here and call for a new another Uber. And he said, I'm recording you. I'm recording you. I said, well, you're going to need it, Mr. Nico. I said, my name is Desiree Keys. <laughs> I said, go ahead, keep it. I said, because I don't condone a disrespect. So you can get out right here. He was like, okay. He put his phone down like this. He looked out the window and he says, I apologize for disrespecting you. I said, okay. So I guess we can continue with the ride, huh? He didn't say anything. So I locked the doors, turned the radio up a little bit, and I proceeded to drive. Soon as I got on the highway, I-75, we was going southbound, going towards downtown. And I heard him talking, but I thought he was on the phone. And uh, I passed Hallbrook and Kniff, it's an exit. And soon as we were about to pass it, he started shaking my vehicle. And he started blurting out racial slurs. He started saying, I don't care about your petty job. You know, he started saying, um, I'm a billionaire, you will never find me. He was just talking and I felt my head go like that, but I couldn't see anything. So that was me in the dark on that freeway driving about 60 miles per hour, almost 70, going, you know, on the on the freeway. I can't tell what miles per hour, but we were going like a freeway. So for him to do all of that and shaking my whole entire car, my heart started pounding. So I was like, I'm gonna just be calm. I said, hey man, you ain't gotta be like that. You ain't gotta be like that. He was like, pull over right now before I kill you. So I said, okay, I got you, I got you brother. I'm gonna pull over right here, but I kept going. Cuz I saw his address was taking me to East 94. So I said, if I get on top of that ramp, I know everybody gonna see me. And I know somebody's gonna call 911 for me. So I went up there and I stopped up there, sir. Oh, I-94 East and I stopped up there at that ramp and I got out and I told the car behind me. I said, I'm a Uber driver, I'm a woman. And this man just assaulted me, he racial profiled me. He just threatened my life and I'm not driving an inch further without him getting out and please call police. He said, you're gonna drop me off right here, right here on the freeway. I said, yeah, you just said you're gonna kill me. I don't want you in my car in the dark any longer. So he said, well, open your stupid door. Cuz he said he didn't know how to open it. The man behind me told me, take your time, sister. I'm a, I'm a Uber you know, driver, he delivers food. So take your time and ask him politely to get out again. So I, I picked my head in and I said, Nico, Nico, can you please get out? That's when he said, I don't know how to open your stupid door. So I walked behind the car and I pushed the button, opened up his car door. And he started smiling and he had his phone up and said he was recording me again. This is the second time he said that. First time he was inside the car before we got on the freeway. But he recorded me again, he started pouring this green, sticky, slimy stuff all in the backseat. Wow, wow, okay. There were witnesses who corroborated 
your version of events, told the police he was the aggressor. She was attempting to get away from him. She was attempting to defend herself. Let's put up the screenshot of the individual who was involved according to you. That's the person. Now, the the picture or the profile presented when you received the Uber call was not him. It was somebody else, right? But you assume it was right. It wasn't okay. the picture. It wasn't a picture at all. Wasn't a picture at all. Got you. All right. No. Let's put up a picture also of the lieutenant, Lieutenant Lance here. Okay, so since Indisputable aired the first report on Friday, the investigating trooper, excuse me, Chadwick Carpenter and his commander, Lieutenant Lance Cartier, have contacted Keyes and her witnesses. Keyes told Indisputable that the Michigan State Police intend to close their investigation this week. Keyes noted that one of the witnesses, Amir Nunn, had not had a chance to speak to the police as of Saturday because she was attending a funeral. So explain the dynamics of this to me. Um, obviously, what you just described is a hell of a criminal, a multiple criminal acts. What you described, that is scary. Yes, I'm sir. thankful that you're alive. Yes, so sir. What, ha- what is happening now as it relates to the investigation? Well, I did call Trooper again. I was calling him every single day. He came to see me on the 9th for my body cam interview and to my my written interview, I told him I can't write it no more. I want to speak it because I feel it and I can see it to give it to you. So right now they said that it's an open investigation, but they did close it because they did not have my medical records. But I sent them my medical records on the 17th, on the 18th. My mom, she made me grab all of that and she told me to make copies of it and I did that. And I sent it to to DPD and they they said they sent it all to MSP. So (laughs) they supposed to got it, so yeah. Everybody said it's open now, it's open now. So thank God it's open now, hopefully. Okay. All right, Miss Desiree Keys um, allegedly was assaulted by a passenger inside of her Uber. Uh, the police initially um, looks as if, it looked as if they did not believe her um, until there was a report. We did that report right here on Indisputable, checked out some of the details obviously before during that reporting. Uh, let me do this. Uh, you described, Ms. Keys, you described um, some kind of substance that he poured in your vehicle. I think we have a picture of that. Let's put that picture up. Um, did you ever find out exactly what it was that he poured in your vehicle, according to you? No, but um, I have brothers, big brothers, and they told me that it could have been, I don't want to say, but it was liquid codeine or some type of drugs. And my brother said that's what that was because I'm saying it's in a Tim Hortons cup, but it like it looked like some uh, syrup. It wouldn't did, come out. Did the police take a field exam of the substance to test for possible illegal drugs? No, and I told them that they should, and I told them that they should test me. They should test him. They should test it all. They, they said no, no, they did not. Okay, um, let's also put up a picture because he. Uh, grab your uh, braids, actually. Yeah, he um, snatched my back of my head before in the car when I was on the freeway. Before he said, "Pull up, he's gonna yeah, kill me." I felt my yeah. hair do like that. Um, as it stands now, one of the key witnesses, she was at a funeral over the weekend, so she has not had an opportunity to respond. 
I think there's a concern from you that the police are looking to close this case before yes. having that witness on record. Why is that a fear of yours? Um, because I keep showing them a picture. So after he, you know, spilled that green stuff in my seat, he walked upon me. He's just, I can't. Oh my god! It's Every time I think about it, so okay. he walked up to me and he kept saying, "Come here, come here." He kept doing like that, and I was walking back. I looked back and said, "Y'all not gonna help me." Like that's what I was screaming. I was saying that, and he stepped on my foot and reached for my face, and I just started wailing. I just started wailing. No more being nice. I already begged it for my life. Yeah. I kept saying it, and the other man out of his Ram truck came and strangled me. He choked me, and I put my hands up just like this, just like this, and he kept strangling. He said, "Shut up," but he said, "Shut the f up." So I just started praying. Sister, this is just. Such a horrific. And uh, I got brothers, I'm tough, but this shouldn't happen to nobody, y'all. At so all. It what? doesn't doesn't matter you have brothers. That yeah, this don't should matter. not go down the way it did, and then police respond. All of that evidence. They got evidence in the back seat that he may have been on something. That's a possibility. You gotta investigate that. Guarantee it. If it was you, the other way around, they would have investigated you. Yes, they would. Promise you that. It would have been right. probably worse. Um, we're gonna stay on top of this. Okay, uh, as it stands, you do not have uh, representation. No, I do not. All right, um, I just wanted to make sure that was noted um, because attorneys do watch the program, a lot of them. Uh, you are a talented musician. Tell us about your musical career. <laughs> I'm a songwriter, I'm a ghostwriter, mm-hmm. and I'm a singer. I play piano. <laughs> But I wrote a lot of music and I'm just a floating butterfly in the industry. I'm not um, signed to anybody. I'm, I'm, I do my own research and I have my own label and I've just been trying to partner with a label and haven't had that opportunity just yet. But I'm known by a lot of people that's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> They're so humble for them. I want to say this to you, sister. You are a beautiful soul. Thank you. This world is full of ugly ones. The reason why he did not like you is because you are a beautiful soul and you remind him of how ugly his soul is and it bothered him. I want you to continue to shine your light, continue to encourage, inspire everyone you meet. Don't let one bad incident or many transform who you are, all right? I will never, I will never. Thank you for your strength, sister, okay? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm here for y'all. I'm here for God, I'm here for my mother. All right, God bless you. All right, until next time, we're gonna stay on top of it and we will bring updates as they come.